Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. If you're feeling sick in any way, you should hang a pillowcase or any piece of white cloth on your front door. Soldiers will take you to a testing facility, and you will know the results within a few hours. Early stages resemble the flu, coughing, and high fever. Anyone showing these signs should report them immediately. Doctors have the situation well in hand and are working day and night to find a cure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Madcap. I'm Daniel Bloom. There's an outbreak raging across North America that'll last for another month and a half. There is no hope of containing it and no antidote. The only legitimate defense is a pair of really good earplugs. Outbreak, 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 is Zomboy's debut full-length LP, slated for release in August on Never Say Die Records. Here's the first single. I wish this was a deliberate nod to Mark Barron, but it's probably not. This is called WTF. What the fuck? Outbreak Tour is a bass-heavy sonic circus that packs in a whopping 42 stops over two months. Victims will hear sets from Eptic and TC, along with the two headliners who have also both appeared on this show, Zomboy and Cookie Monster. Today, we celebrate the growth of their careers and welcome them to our hometown by listening back to our interviews with Josh Melody and Tony Cook. We'll start with Zomboy, who we interviewed during his first U.S. tour in 2012. your dreams right now of always wanting to be on the radio with that fabulous voice with my booming voice <laughs> usually we wait until the end of an interview to do this but can you just say right off the bat like you can either use your real name or or whatever just introduce yourself and be like and this is madcap dc at the end of it <laughs> hi i'm tits mcgee and this is madcap dc <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is fucking zomboy reporting from madcap dc
Zomboy. Josh, welcome very much to the program. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here. Listen to that voice, David. <laughs> I, I, I hear it. I feel it. I right, feel you know it. what I mean? Josh, have you ever wanted to do radio before? <laughs> I, I, in fact, I actually hate my own voice. I hate Surely the sound of my jest. own voice. That's just too drony. Just like, oh, I'm very boring. <laughs> that sounds excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I think you could get any kind of job that you want. Please stay out of radio. Because uh, that's, okay. That's the, the, I'll kill everybody. Does it matter what you call yourself? And if so, why did you pick to call yourself Zomboy? I guess it kind of does matter, because if you pick the wrong name, you could be labeled the wrong way or take you the direction that you don't want to be going. Sing that paper! Where it came from, I was trying to think up an alias name, and like I just couldn't think of anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I was playing some Left 4 Dead on the Xbox, and I was just like, oh, zombies, they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I could do something with that. And then kind of thought about it a bit more, and I was just like, zomboy, yeah, there we go. Let's introduce the fourth voice in this conversation. This is Ryan Martinez. What is this? Former guest on Madcap DC. Mm -hmm. He's a teacher. He's an artist. He's the leader of the Domer Art Collective. Ryan Martinez, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. What are your thoughts on zombies? They're sort of used as a lazy way to show what the apocalypse is going to be like. Doing that thing. I see. So, in essence, the zombie movie is not necessarily about the zombie apocalypse Ooh. itself. It's about how we all react it's to it. It's about the people. Mm -hmm. Shit just go real. You notice I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to leave. <laughs> you know about zombie walks? Yeah, what, when I was playing in um, San Jose, the same day we were playing, it was like quite a big event. It was, I think it was me, Flux Pavilion, Bear Noise, and some other guys as well, some other local acts. And that same day, like everyone was tweeting me and freaking out, being like, "Have you organized like this zombie <laughs> apocalypse?" Because they had the de they had the Walking Dead, like the kind of dead walk thing that they do. Yeah. Like going through um, San Jose at the time, so it's just like everyone was freaking out. How great is that? Me. I was just like, I kind of went with it at first. I was like, yeah, I planned this, and everyone was just like, oh my god! And I was just like, no, no, I didn't really. Well, I bet Halloween is a big time for you. This is my first Halloween as Zomboy. Really? Yeah, I, I only started doing Zomboy in about July last year. Well, congratulations on make, make, making it to your holiday here. Thank you very much. Did, yeah. did you not just do a big event in Houston for Halloween? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, we did something wicked. It was uh, me, Kill Sonics, Flux Pavilion, Nero, Cascade, Zed. I did kind of mess up though, because you got to cut me some slack here. I was previously, about two or three days before, I'd played a show in Dallas. And then, like, the last kind of two weeks of the tour, I'd been connecting a lot through Dallas. Right. And then this show was in Houston, and I got on the mic, and I was just like, oh, hey, Dallas. And everyone was kind of like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I had the stage manager run up to me and be like, did you just say Dallas? We're in Houston, bro. It's just like oh, you're gonna die. That's like the Southwest Airlines commercial. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You I, was, that. <laughs> I, I honestly thought I was gonna just get like bottled off the stage at that point, but like I think I kind of I was gonna try and kind of 
wing it off as me saying fellas instead of Dallas. <laughs> if they are, so I was going to be like, oh, no, I said, what's up, fellas? Not Dallas. I have a thick accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's, I'm British. You can't. <laughs> I've just learned this American English. Yeah. Amer yeah. English. Amer yeah, English. Quite a trifle. About yeah. this accent, I had to call one of them because I couldn't understand what you said in terms of the, the restaurant. I was like, he spelled it out. I can't understand. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't... I, no, I, could, I, I was struggling to um, pronounce it as well. But like, <laughs> graffiti? Uh, graffito? Yeah. Big Gra shouts out Graffiato. to Graffiato. Oh, man. <laughs> we, like, we like Mike Isabella's restaurant. Oh, like... dude. That, damn. Yeah. We that, like... like I said, I think that's probably one of the nicest restaurants I've eaten in. And I've eaten worldwide. Here's what I want to know. Zomboy creation story. Okay. In the beginning, God created light. Yes. Could you say that with your voice? In the beginning, God created lights. Lights or light? Well, whatever. Whatever plural. you want. Plural. We'll give it plural. So how did Zomboy come to... You've only been doing it for like a year. Yeah. So how did this come to pass? Uh, it's quite a surreal kind of story. My whole background in music was always like just classic kind of engineering and like producing for like bands, like metal bands, hardcore bands, acoustic acts. This is where I grew up in a place called Cornwall. Where, you play like, instruments as well? Yeah, yeah. Bit of everything. background was all just metal hardcore like real instruments real bands and then I kind of wanted to further that so I moved up to London to do my degree at the Academy of Contemporary Music where I just now just deferred from because everything got a bit too crazy right started my degree there planning on just going deeper into this engineering band work but then um, all the housemates that I moved in with because we we're doing a big student share house they were all like really into electronic music because they'd all been like from around, like they'd all been brought up around London area. So mm -hmm. like they were around the big electronic culture, whereas I wasn't. And they were just started showing me all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't, I never even listened to electronic music before about a year and a half ago. And then these guys started showing me all this stuff. And then like, this is where I get a lot of hate. Somebody showed me Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex. And I was just like, okay, I've got to make, I've got to try and do something like this. <laughs> But then I thought, nah, that's kind of pretty hard to do, to just go from doing nothing like engineering to doing something like this. But then my housemates were just like, nah, man, you should just try it, just try it. And I was yeah. just like, ah, okay. I dabbled with it for a couple of weeks. And then within about a month of writing my first couple of songs, I had Tommy from Never Say Die, aka Schism, wanted to sign me to the Never Say Die family. And then um, a few months after that, I wrote my first EP. Amazing. And then the rest is uh, history. And you had to learn how to DJ pretty quickly, didn't you? Oh, very quickly. <laughs> I released Game Time, my first EP, before I'd ever even considered DJing in my life, ever even looked at like a pair of CDJs, anything like that. 
and then after my EP release and it being so successful, get to like number two on Beatport, I followed up by getting a UK and Europe booking agent and um, they were just like, yeah, okay, you've got a week to your first show. So I was just like, what do you mean show? <laughs> that is right. per se. When you say show. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, yeah, 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 you've got, um, you got a DJ in a week at uh, Ministry of Sound in London. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> Ministry of Sound was your first gig? Your first gig. That's ridiculous. You should have gone out there and be like, finally. Yeah. yeah. God, I've been waiting. Do you ever just get up in front of a, a, a stage full of people that are just screaming out, just dying to see you, and you're like, uh, a year and a half ago, I didn't listen to electronic music? I mean... Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that to myself every day. I'm just like... <laughs> How did I get from listening to hardcore metal with breakdowns and crazy screaming vocals to a year and a half later and to, to where I am now and doing this kind of music? It's it, it's beyond me. If I think about it too much, I'm just like, I get too confused yeah. and almost like duck myself out. Tell us about being on Never Say Die. www.wewillneversaydie.com These are our serious cats. Yeah. Shout out to Nick. Yes. Shout out to Nick, Nick Never Say Die for my helping. Kiwi, my Kiwi homie. Exactly. Oh, my name's Nick from Never Say Die. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever heard him, that's what he sounds like. Skeetum. <laughs> Dodge and Fusky, yep. their radio show, yep. the Never Say Die show, oh, is yeah. like the craziest thing on the <laughs> they're, internet. There's some wildcats there. We will never say die.com. Yeah. We'll give them a shout out right now. Yeah. Good evening, one and all. Yes, yes, good evening. Morning, noon. This is Dodge and Fusky broadcasting live from last week. Back with the Never Say Die show number three. Okay, so coming up we've got exclusive tunes and this month's guest mix from Zomboy, so keep it locked. Right now, now that I've seen the whole spectrum of the whole kind of electronic music scene, it's incredible to be part of such an amazing family. Honestly, at first, because I, had, like I said, I had no background in um, electronic music, or I, so I had no ideas about electronic labels, like who are like recognizable artists, recognizable labels. Um, at first, I d didn't really think much of it, because so, I had like all these different, different other labels coming in, like trying to swoop in straight away and being like, "Oh, we want to sign you." I was just like, I kind of held back, I was a bit more reserved, and then I did a bit more research, and then I found out about Never Say Die, and then sure enough, literally about a week after I'd done my research on them, I had Tommy actually coming to me asking to sign, like he just found me via SoundCloud, he was just like, Shout and actually the, the weird coincidence was, a week after he'd sent that email, he was playing a show in my hometown, like back like where I came from, Yeah. so it was just Which like, is? perfect, uh, it's Penzance, Penzance Cornwall. Cornwall, shout oh, out. He, yeah, there, yeah, that goes out to Penzance, yeah. Cornwall, England. Badass motherfucker. <laughs> Badass 
<laughs> sounds so good when you Nicely say it. Nicely done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was actually playing in just like the town right next to it, which is Falmouth, 20 minutes from me. Perfect timing. He messaged me to saying this. And I was going, because at this point I was still living in London, but I was going back to visit um, my family back in Cornwall, and he was going down at the same time. So we linked up, like chatted it out, and then like signed there and then. at ACM while you were blowing up yeah oh yeah what was that I was like? there I was there kind of even almost at when I blew up as well like after I'd blown up I tried sticking it out right to the end but the touring got too much I was about because it was a condensed degree it was like normally a degree in the UK is three years yeah but this one was like a condensed degree like a sped up one over two years mm -hmm. so I got about a year and a half into it before this all started going crazy and I was like working towards my dissertation which is like the big final piece of work for yeah. the degree and it just got to that and like all this touring kind of it was just too much so was, I had to defer was there any time when like a professor would say something to you and you'd be like oh yeah I didn't know that because I'm not the zomboy Actually, it's quite funny. I had a, quite a bad reputation in the ACM right from day one. I think one of the opening lectures that we had, we were having like one of the opening seminars. And one of the lectures, our studio engineer was talking about something and he said something which I knew was incorrect. <laughs> and I corrected him. And this was like right at the beginning of the yeah. course. And so like for the rest of the course, he was just like, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Madcap with me, Dan Bloom, along with David Ross and our guest host, Ryan Martinez. Today, we're listening back to our talk with Josh Melody, better known as Zomboy, Golden Boy of Never Say Die Records. His headlining Outbreak Tour is working its way across North America through late July. Here's a track to lighten the load from his latest EP, The Dead Symphonic. It's called Dead Weight. I was introducing a lot of like orchestral elements into the songs. At I the noticed time. that. Yeah. Some very cool like, work on this EP. Yeah, yeah. So I did like I got like really deep into like programming the strings. I wish I could say I went into a big studio, a fancy studio like Abbey Road and had a big massive like symphony doing my strings, but I programmed it all myself. One day. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <thought> Hopefully. <laughs> that'd be nice. Dead weight? Dead weight. Strings all over strings. the Strings. Yes. <laughs> What was your first instrument? 
Violin. Awesome. Yeah. I kind of gave that up as soon as I could, though, because I realized I had testicles. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm joking, though. Violin is incredible. I love strings. Yes. <laughs> but at the, age, at the age, they were just like, everyone's just like, dude, you need to pick up a guitar or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. but I like my four strings. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> thing behind the dead symphonic as well was it's basically every one of those songs i've written on tour like on the road i didn't sit down in my studio at any point during that whole process of that ep where were you on tour canada actually cool the majority of it, hence why one of the tracks is called vancouver beatdown i wrote that on my day off in vancouver and then played it out that same night oh yeah wow. yeah Did you tell the fans that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I just finished this tonight. (laughs) Good. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Immediate gratification. What a cool thing to do to kind of create a track in that city and then name it after that city and then yeah, play it's, out the same note. It's not only is it cool in the immediate, but then it becomes kind of like a snapshot, a Polaroid. It's yeah, a, it's a memory. Yeah, at that oh time. yeah, For sure. Yeah. Did you crank out that entire song in one day, or was it already elements basically, that you were? Wow. Basically, like the entire piece that you hear on the EP was essentially there that day. It was all just added like tweaks and effects and mixes afterwards, which finally made it to the final cut. But yeah, essentially, it was all done on that day. Being creative. That track has kind of like a dancier feel. Yeah, it's, it's like my first electro. electro. Yeah. I guess one essential part of dubstep, you know, is is or at least the appeal of it is kind of mixing the heavy and the light. Yes. Kind of like it is help, definitely now helping you climb up somewhere and then kind of thrashing you down yeah. with a big ball Beating peen, you up with a hammer. Baton. Yeah. A, say that. Say that again. A baton. <laughs> Daintily placing a pillow upon your head, <laughs> only to drop a thousand-pound anvil. Yeah, there we go. That's, upon, I like that. Upon it. I so like that. I'm reminded of the song "Hoedown" when I say uh, this. Yeah. Originally, it kind of started off because I was going to be talks that me and um, a while ago, this one I was writing the EP, there's going to be talks that me and Foreign Beggars were going to do a song together. That didn't go through at the time. So I, was, I wrote this song, I started this song initially for those guys, 
when it fell through, I was just like, you know what, I kind of like this song anyway. It could, I was like really tempted right up until the last day of like when I wanted to hand the EP and ready to be distributed and released. I was like trying to figure out like, oh, should I put like a vocal sample over the top or should I get a vocalist to come in and do something like a rap on it? And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave it to the instrumental. That's one option that I think electronic producers have and take much more so than producers of other genres. Yeah. Which is to say, this track is beautiful on its own. It does not need to be dressed up by any obvious vocal message. Yeah. So let's just keep it as it is. Yeah. Because I've done a lot of instrumental tracks before. Like now I'm at a point where I want to start using a lot more vocalists just mm -hmm. to make things a bit more different, like switch things up for myself. Instrumentals are, yeah, if they've got the power behind them, they don't need that vocal if they're interesting enough i feel it's fine leave it alone you're gonna have to sample your voice you're gonna have to do this <laughs> it sounds so damn good. work for calvin harris <laughs> can you stay up for the weekend and play god for looking too old can you find all that you stand for has been replaced with mountains of gold You cannot train yourself to notice To feel pain and swallow fear But can you stay up for the weekend till next year? God, I can't do this anymore Though I'll be laid down on the floor As many feet walk through the door Yes, yes it did. And then he, now he doesn't have to do it anymore. Yeah. He did it for one album, he's like, that's it. Yeah. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> if I see a light flashing, could this mean that I'm coming home? Now, speaking of getting involved in more vocal production. Yeah. City to City. Oh yeah, Bell Humble. Now, it's not very often that you listen to, at least that I listen to a dubstep track and I'm like, this is a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> you, you accomplished that with this song. Oh, well, thank you. I know Belle through the label Never Say Die, obviously, because she's done a lot of stu um, stuff through the label as well. Um, and we kind of, I think we met at a show in London. I think Skrillex and Flux Pavilion were playing in London, and we linked up there. That would be a good place to meet anyone. Yeah. And I wrote the backing to like the intro and stuff that she sang on. I wrote that the night before slash the morning of the time she came down to do the vocals, I was like, what, what, I don't want to just like sit with her and start writing a song from scratch because it would have taken too long. We only had the day to work on the vocals. So I just started like the chord progression, got the pianos down, all the keys, just the basics. She came down, laid it down. And then it was just like, yeah, it happened really fast. Oh. 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 
who else liked that track was UKF. Yes. And I wanted to ask you to describe for people who don't know what UKF is, who are they and what does their support kind of do for somebody's career? Uh, they're an amazing platform for all forms of EDM artists, basically. Yeah, started by a guy called Luke from um, back in England, from Bristol. Um, the yeah. spiritual home of dubstep. Oh, yes, apparently so. Um, so I've heard. Yeah. Am yeah. I wrong? Correct me if I'm no, wrong. No, 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 apparently. Well, actually, I don't know. Not necessarily dubstep. Dubstep, definitely, I, from what I've heard, always originated in the underground scene of London, but it kind of spread after that. But yeah, no, Luke's like silly young guy. I think he started UKF when he was like 17, 18, just as a channel, just to like plug his friends. And it started slowly taking off, taking off, taking off. And now it's just one of the biggest YouTube channels for music, like full stop. And like everyone, if you can get yourself on there, you're almost like guaranteed, almost like a million hits if you're gonna up, if you get upload onto it. It's like the radio. Yeah, yeah, definitely. With anything that gets popular, it's full of people like the haters and the trolls. Mm. Hence, why they're. If we get, I don't know if we can get onto it, but the schisms video about the ex, the, his new song called Experts. Oh, yeah, this just about, came out, didn't it? Yes. Talk about it. It's an amazing. It, he, I think he sampled. I think it was Pantera. You know what the experts are telling you? insane just talking about the experts who are like people who think they're like the experts like the kind of the people sitting and watching it like thinking they're the people who know the music because they can like judge it and it's just basically saying fuck the experts because they don't know shit because they're just the people looking in on it they're not the people doing it seen the video for it yet no I haven't incredible video it's just a troll on the computer writing on a YouTube comment on UKF saying like sounds like Skrillex sounds too much like Skrillex this isn't dubstep come listen to my channel and stuff yeah. and then it goes drops into this cartoon world he gets sucked into the computer taken into this cartoon world and there's loads of cameos of like the kind of that was a big like industry kind of dubstep head so it's like Skrillex first appears and like it's just like a battle scene between Skrillex and this little troll <laughs> that's awesome and then there's actually me that pops up and like my big undead <laughs> army behind sweet. me sweet <laughs> and then there's um, excision and Eptic as well like Eptic's got the big robot excision there's amazing. a big dinosaur it's awesome. like amazingly done that you have to see it All right, that, well, it's no, definitely the best music excision. video I've seen like ever we'll link to it excision. on yeah. This is Madcap with me, Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Ryan Martinez, and we're hearing our interview with Zomboy from 2012. The Outbreak Tour hits Baltimore on Thursday and Washington, D.C. on Friday. You played a festival that this man attended. Okay. Ryan? Starscape. Oh, yes. Baltimore, Maryland, oh, yes. Armistead Park. I was yes. right after Noisia, which that was amazing. You got a great spot in it, too. Yeah. I was right after Noisia, which I was very scared about. <laughs> I was just yes, like, great, I have to follow up from Noisier. This should be interesting.
no, it went down amazingly. The crowd looked like they had an amazing time, which is all I really care about. And um, yeah, it was just ridiculous. That was the second show I'd ever done in the US. Ah. First being the night before at EDC Las Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. I love that. EDC Vegas, man. Yeah. First ever show. First ever time in the USA as well. Oh, my God. EDC Vegas. Yeah. What time does it start? Like, eight, 7 or 8 o'clock at night? Yeah. It and it be. goes all night. Oh, yeah. Because there are no noise restrictions in no. the desert. No. They exactly. do it at Las Vegas Motor Speedway yeah. Yeah. and surrounding grounds. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. Fireworks and carnival rides. Oh, yeah. Happiness. Never say die. I left the UK on the Friday morning, 8 a.m. Friday morning. Flew straight out to like direct to Vegas. I must have landed at about 7 p.m. Vegas time. Went straight to the hotel. Uh, I linked up with John, 12th Planet, while we were there. So I saw him in the lobby. Shout out 12th Planet. Shout out 12th Planet, John. Yeah. Um, what hotel? Cosmopolitan. Ooh, I stayed there. Nice. <laughs> Yo, I fuck with this Cosmopolitan. Yes. Shout out Cosmopolitan. What's up, Cosmopolitan? I like your dick. Like we would love to get comped. Yo, Suge Knight was in the elevator on the way back. No Most way. Of, yes, with some questionable women, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I had like the most amazing suite at this hotel. I got there, checked in got ready and when we had to get down and like get over to the venue it took us two hours to get there in traffic it was crazy that traffic does not going surprise there. me no in all i think i must have spent about four hours in that suite and it was a big suite like this was like bigger than my house suite and Baller. it was like right on the corner of the building as well so i had the balcony down both sides of the building and like my room was directly opposite the bellagio the big bellagio sign yeah with the fountain yeah 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 <laughs> and i sadly yeah i got to spend about four hours in it but um yeah, I got down to the venue, got down to the, the speedway by about 9 p.m. And then I was on, I think, like 11 till 12. What was, was the just, scene like? At, like oh making your way to your I couldn't stage. put it into words. The people, the lights. Everything, yeah. The girls. I, like, I, was just, I was only on the bass pod stage, which is, like, which is one of the smaller ones. But like, I literally couldn't see the back of the crowd. And I was up high on this booth. It was almost as wide as it was far back as well, this crowd, like, yeah, the whole experience of it was just untouchable. And after your sets, did you get to enjoy the festival as well? Not really, because oh, no, I had, had to, to go... fly straight over to Baltimore. Unbelievable. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, that's just what I was saying. I, had, I woke up at 8 a.m. Friday morning in the UK, flew out straight to Vegas, no sleep. Played Vegas, no sleep. Flew directly from there to Baltimore to do Starscape, no sleep. BWY Airport? I believe so. Shout out, BWY. That's an inter <laughs> interesting flight. Vegas to BWI is just some interesting character. I've been on that yeah. flight. Yeah. 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 It was like, it was like a, good, it was a pretty long flight. That's yeah. a sad flight. Too. It, could get kind of, it could get kind of hood. Not only did you lose your money, but you're also going to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We, no, we love, we love no, Baltimore. No. <laughs> more food, more love, still getting it.
yeah, out here we're still getting it. More food, more love, still getting it. Better fan rapping like best, still getting it, getting it. Sign like the best, still getting it. One of the shows I heard that, that a girl in the front row, as soon as they started playing, basically she threw up. <laughs> that, that's not even a joke. Like, wow. That actually happened. That's, that's wow. The bass was too much. She actually threw up. Dubstep would lend itself to being that epic. That, yeah. Like, I heard it for five seconds and I threw up instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I lost it's all probably that girl's first limbs. show, like, yeah. first dubstep show. She's just like, oh, I'm going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. She's been back ever since. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that sounds... Do you wear earplugs when you DJ? No. No. I should? Yes. More food, more love, still getting it. Will? Okay, great. Not now. <laughs> Not now. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll buy you a pair at the bar and just set them right there. <laughs> and if you want to use them, you can. When you DJ, do you like to connect with your crowd? Oh, yeah. Because another thing I noticed like, in that week period, I had to learn how to DJ. Because I was watching all these different videos of DJs. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure 99% of the DJs in the current industry are just the most boring thing to watch yeah. in the world. I just saw these guys standing there. It's just like, <laughs> these people have come out and paid this Steve much Steve Aoki notwithstanding. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, right. I think there's definitely a, like a percentage that do put on a good show, but a lot of them are just so boring. And like, these kids will come out and pay stupid amounts of money to listen to something which essentially they could just listen to a mix at home and watching a guy stand still. So I was just like, I don't want to be like that. I want to get involved with the crowd I want to get like I want to have a lot of energy look like I'm having well I'm always having a good time like I don't care if I'm playing to two people or 20,000 people I, I always put on the same kind of energy performance more food more love still getting it gets around that you have some interesting faces that you oh like, man uh, what, how would you describe <laughs> the uh, visuals just above the neck <laughs> I look like I'm having a I look like I'm having a seizure and or a, just some kind of fit because I basically I can't help it because I know all my songs inside out every right. single song that I play in my set I'll know like inside out sure so like every single noise in a song I'll be like mouthing it <laughs> and it just I must look like I am just like properly gurning still what kind of music were you raised on? Like, what kind of records or to be honest, tapes or whatever were on like, in your Seriously, place? my family was so not in touch with music i was never brought i can i can't remember any music from my childhood really i was like i hear all these kids that folk just like, songs yeah, no nothing, slick rick nothing man my, my brother brought me up with a bit of hip-hop which was good shout out to hip-hop yeah. we knew it yeah <laughs> yeah so um what kind of hip-hop wait shout somebody out uh that's asking anybody honestly i'm just trying to pick some out like harris one perfect that's wow. If you're gonna throw out one hip hop artist, you just got as legit as you could possibly get. There you go. The just teacher. Stop, the teacher. Stop there. That's enough. Okay, that'll do. I'll stop there then. Cause I'm KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the breaks. If you don't know me by now, I doubt you'll ever know me. I never won a Grammy. I won't win a Tony. But 
you a somewhat serious question north versus south in england this is a hilarious schism to me schism to use a yeah yeah uh i I think it's funny that in every country england and the united states included we've got this whole north versus south South. i don't know rivalry go back and forth or whatever i can't i was never really part of the south the real south because i was from the southwest of england is that different yeah we're we're almost our own little community we've got no beef with anyone that's cool. We're just like little country folk. I thought you guys were like a vacation destination. Doesn't everybody yeah. go to Cornwall to party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's more for like it's tend for like it's tended to be like retirement holidays. So like lots of really amazing beaches. Actually, a lot of surfers as well. Okay. Like it's got some of like the world's best best surf beaches, which is weird because you don't think that when you think of England, but it does. Do you feel at home on the beach? Yeah. You like the waves? Love the beach. I love the sea. Okay. I didn't necessarily like being on the beach as much rather than jumping off cliffs into the sea. That sounds a lot like dubstep to me. Yeah. That's hardcore. We used to jump off like 100 foot cliffs. Wow. Do you surf? A little bit. Not Like I said, I never spent that much time on the beaches. Mm-hmm. It was more of like a jumping off the piers and jumping yeah. off cliffs. Yeah. Jumping off big warehouses <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> man about how powerful the sound is at U Street Music Hall. Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. We like to give some shine to U Street Music Hall, the venue that you'll be playing shout as, much, out. as much as possible. Big shout out to Steve's promo as well. Yes. Elliot. What up, Elliot? Love what him. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> how did you describe U Street Music Hall to me earlier? I'm just going by word of mouth. I'm, I'm glad. An adult's this, playground. This, an adult's playground. Yeah. Yeah. The sound system is off the hook. Uh, yeah, this is what I've heard. The people are great, and it's like a punk rock club with no frills yeah, yeah. in the best possible way. <laughs> you can get champagne, but it's in a can. <laughs> oh, snap. How great is that? Can you actually? Yes, yeah. you can. Oh, my God. With your Vietnamese hot dog. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this thing's good as hell. Absolutely. This has been absolutely fantastic. It has indeed. Josh Melody. Yes, that's Zomboy. me. That's me. Thank you so much for being with us. We but really appreciate you. it. Thank you for having me, man. So you want to close this out? I think I just did. Did you? I think so. No. Nuclear. Yeah. Hands up. Yeah. Sick reggae influence track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about the making of that track. Nuclear wasn't even intended for this EP. It was going to be for a future release. Because I wrote this, actually, the day after I, like... We wanted to kind of finalize the release because I did all the my own mixes and masters on this EP, all on the road, all on my MacBook, in my headphones. 
awesome. Everything like complete start to finish. Yeah. No one else got to touch my work. I got to just do it all, handle it all myself, even up to the release. This is fucking Mizomboy, reporting from Madcap DC. The end. Cut it. Print it. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It. Let's go to a show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's do the real show. That was a great one. Get the fuck out of here. Josh Melody, aka Zomboy, as recorded in 2012. Zomboy is headlining the Outbreak Tour, along with today's final guest, Cookie Monster of Circus Records. Our good friends Ryan and Molly Martinez interviewed Tony Cook during the Circus Records takeover of Echo Stage on New Year's Day of 2013. Well, my Jove. What's the lad's name? So this is Molly and Ryan Martinez, and we are here with... Cookie Monster. Cookie. And you're about to go on stage. This is the fourth leg of your tour. What are you looking forward to about tonight's show? Loud music. You started making music on a PlayStation. Way back in the day. Playing about, yeah. I wouldn't call it music, I'd just call it playing about. (laughs) So you played PlayStation. (laughs) Yeah, I played the PlayStation. How has your music evolved as technology has evolved? I don't know. Um, I suppose it's just more fun to make because it's more, I wouldn't say it's more easy to make, but it's more, you know, adaptable to life now, like traveling and, you know, you could just play about on the iPad or your iPhone, may sample that. So do you just get struck by creativity and you just have devices to just put it down? Yeah, of course. Is that where a lot of your songs come from? Um, yeah, um, a lot of samples are just from like YouTube as well, you know, just watching stupid stuff. And then I hear something, I'm just like, yeah, I've got to sample that. Or just off a movie as well, you know. Lincoln really inspired you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you see, there it is. Even in that 2,000-year-old book of mechanical law, it is a self-evident truth that things which are equal to the same thing are equal to each other. I rode into town on an ass. 
So you're so grimy, just so dark, so dirty. Why, what appeals to you about that? Why is that your go-to? It's just me. It's just me. Like every single type of music I've listened to before, um, I've always listened to the harder, darker, dirtier types of the music. So if it's um, you know any sort of bass music, I would always just be attracted to the low sub-end and just horrible, weird sounds. And then obviously dubstep came along and I was just like, boy, this is me. <laughs> so. Wait a minute. If you weren't making music, what would you be doing right now? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. Probably just hating my life, hating my job. Getting wasted every single weekend and having no money while doing it. You sound like all the boys I date. Yeah, <laughs> I would have probably dated you back then then. Cool. Have you had any trouble with your brand? Like in terms of copyright or anything like that? I've had a lot of questions about this and I'm surprised that I haven't. My name is Cookie Monster. You can fuck This track is called So Vexed by Cookie Monster, aka Tony Cook. All right, so we have a list of rapid fire questions for you. So I want you to answer as quickly and as honestly as you can. Are you ready to enter the rapid fire round? Okay, weirdest thing that's been thrown on stage? Um, um, a banana. <laughs> or were they just happy to see you? <laughs> What's your uh, before show ritual? Cleaning my CDs. Describe Funt Case in one word. Cunt. <laughs> What's one year's resolution? Um, drink more. <laughs> Great one. What other Sesame Street characters do you flux with? Grouch. Uh, yeah. Piercings or tattoos? Oh, tattoos. Easily tattoos. Do you love this shit? No. Are you high right now? No. Do you ever get nervous? No. Are you single? I heard you fuck your girl. Is it true? You getting money? You think the niggas you with is with you? And I say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking right. Fucking right. All right. And we say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cookie Monster, thank you so much for joining us. About six weeks later, I caught up with the boys again, this time at Philadelphia's Soundgarden Hall. I asked Cookie Monster, 
about his life since we'd last spoken. So what did you do when you first got back to the U? I want to call it Kizzy, but I won't. I'll say UK. <laughs> um, I, I, I fell asleep straight away and then woke up and then wrestled with my two-year-old son. Nice. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man in the moon When you're coming home, daddy don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then What's the two-year-old son's name? Uh, his first name is UFC, his second name is Champion. That's it, that's it, UFC Champion. I like that, I really... Future UFC Champion. Future UFC Champion. Yeah, I like the, I like the little edit here, you need to put like an Esquire there or something. Give me an artist that you haven't worked with yet that you really want to work with. That's a difficult question. I would really like to say the prodigy. So when I saw you uh, in DC, I like when you get on stage, you embrace them by waving one hand and then you flip them off in the other. So tell me about that dichotomy. You know, I like to um, swear at people. Um, on the streets you can't do it, you know, you get in fights, you get arrested, but when you do it to crowd, they love it. about what is lying in the future for you artistically um these good plans coming up um just find out i can explore my production a lot more so i've got a more a lot more freedom so you felt restrained before no no it wasn't that it wasn't that it was like i won't say restrained but obviously being on a label we've got to make dubstep if you know what i mean but now being told the news that I'd been told I can make dubstep but then do some other stuff as well. So where, what other sort of world are you trying to get into in music? I'm not even trying to get anywhere, I just yeah. want to make other stuff and get it out there. You know, I've got a lot of stuff in the studio that's just sitting about. Cookie Monster branches out to Moombaton. This is called LMFA No from the Shady Bunch EP on Circus Records. So, um, to end, can you please give me a very obscure sentence? Um, it doesn't have to be about cookies or monsters. 
or anything of this sort. But um, if you need, I can, I can, I can pause it and give you thirty seconds if you need um. that. Sometimes you see that I'm mad Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel One, two, three Cheese is made of lion's vagina juice Infinite Wisdom by Cookie Monster Thank you very much Tony Cook, a.k.a. Cookie Monster. He's currently on the Outbreak Tour with Zomboy, Eptic, and TC. They play Ram's Head Live with support from our boy Nixon on Thursday and Washington, D.C.'s 930 Club on Friday. For more information, visit madcapdc.org or zomboyofficial.com. You got 19 dead, you got hundreds more infected, and it's spreading like a brush fire. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them, Billy. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses, we gotta keep them there. We're doing that, Sam. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through 100 people. And if one of them has got it, then 10 of them have got it. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, Billy, then we're in deep fucking shit. And we're already in deep fucking shit. And if you're gonna arrest me, arrest me now. All right, Sam, all right. Close out this program. Here is Cookie Monster's remix of Zomboy's WTF. What the fuck?
you at the shows. Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. MadcapDC.org, on Facebook and Twitter, at MadcapDC.